What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops, the best place to enjoy a cold beer and listen to our ice-cold basketball takes. Steve, Jake, and myself, Donnie, back for more NBA talk. Loaded slate today, mostly news. We got a brand new power rankings today, a little tease there, and then ending with another this or that how we doing today, fellas? We're doing good, Danny. We're doing good. I'm excited for this debut power ranking because we're talking about some teams that we haven't really talked about too much this year. Yeah, yeah I'd be uh, I'd be much happier if the Cavs pulled it out last night. But at, besides yeah, that, I hate losing Brutal, to the man, Knicks. Man. I think more than anybody. I really I don't. I don't know if you guys do. know this. Yeah, I not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anybody <laughs> likes the Knicks, but I'm like, if there's a team I have to pick out, it's not the Warriors. It's like the Knicks are just. Something about New York, just like a big anti-New York, whatever. But yeah, yeah. that was tough. Other than that, though, I'm great. That, you great. see how the Mavs lost last night too, Jake? Fourth quarter yeah. was doubled the whole I did. Game. I watched. Now I actually, Christian the Mudd, only the Mavs have no answer. They have no the idea. The only second of that game, I watched like the last ten seconds of that game, oh. which was also pretty ugly affair all around. There's like, Mavs there's like three guys face guarding Luka, <laughs> and they're still trying to get him the ball. It's like just give it to Dinwiddie, let him try at least. That's pretty much how the Celtics lost last uh, night too. Yep, they had too much pressure, bad turnover game, and Bam. I I got to give credit where credits due. Bam single handedly won the Heat the game last night. He went off last night. Yeah. He went off last night. Bam Insane. Bam has been looking the heat now. I wanted to put him away, you know, mark him for dead, everything. And they're back. And they're gonna they're gonna guys. I'm sorry. Never count them out, man. This is this is me being as honest as I can be and not just sad about the Cavs. The Cavs are gonna end up the sixth seed and the Heat are gonna be the four seed. That's that's oh. the way we're trending this way. The Cavs are going hard. Oh. They are falling down. They're 21 and 19 since they started eight and one. Um, if you go to Cavs Revit, JB Bickerstaff's his head is like on a stake at the moment for end of game rotations. There was a run last night, guys. Listen to this. This is where I'll stop and then we get into news and notes. There was a run. The Cavs were up 66, 50, or it was 56 to 49, I think. They were at 56, 49. They didn't call a timeout till it was 67 to 56. They were up seven oh. to start the half. And then I literally, and I was watching Kent too, who also lost. Bad night in Northeast Ohio basketball. <laughs> I was also, I was watching Kent. I was like, okay, Cavs are in a good spot up by seven, eight right now. I'll take tension away. Next thing I look, down 10. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And it's a pop and cur thing that they love to do, but the Cavs never do it well. Every time they don't call the timeout, it just keeps going. I swear to God. Like they don't, they don't figure it out. They just snowball. Um, just yeah, I, I feel like you have to be like a crazy, either crazy talented or crazy experienced team to to pull that off. Sometimes it just doesn't work. But yeah. let's jump right into the that that was a good uh, good briefing of last night. Let's jump right into the news and notes here. Couple couple big guys, AD and KD, um, nearing their return. Anthony Davis much much sooner. Is he playing tonight in the Lakers game? Um, I think he's supposed to play tonight, so AD could be back tonight, yeah. if not uh, later this week, which is massive. Um, we we it's clear when you watch Lakers games that they they desperately need him. They have Rui, uh, who they just acquired from trade, which we're also going to talk about. But AD, I mean AD being back, I don't know 
you know, they're already in such a deficit, which is tough for them. But obviously, this is great news. I'm sure LeBron, his shoulders feel a lot better hearing this news. Yeah, well, because you saw last night the Lakers lost and LeBron had, I believe, 46 points, eight rebounds, yep, really seven sad. assists. Really Just sad. something like an insane stat line, something we shouldn't expect from LeBron anymore. He still puts it up and they still lose the game. I think they lost by like 15, too. Now, granted, it was a healthy Clippers team. And we said at the beginning of the year when the Clippers are healthy, they could beat any. Kawhi and PG were going off, too. They were they were on their game. And Kawhi, Kawhi's back. That's something we got to talk about, too. Kawhi is back to Kawhi level of yeah. basketball like they least the yet. past two i'm not i'm weeks. not with it yet i i i'll tell you what he looks like Kawhi of old but ad i mean this would be good he is on track to return tonight against the spurs this would just help lebron out like you said donny just take a little bit of weight off his shoulders because lebron's tried to carry this team and he can't do it all and westbrook's been playing well but it's just they need someone else and we saw what this lakers team was doing when ad and lebron were healthy at the same time they were winning games they went on a stretch of what 9 to 10 9 to 10 games they won when ad and lebron were healthy in the lineup at the same time it's going to really help this team i don't even think they really need ad tonight cuz they're playing the spurs so if he's not 100% ready to go let him rest you're going to beat the spurs anyways um, but it, it's a good sign for Lakers fans to at least have AD back because we were talking about this guy before he got hurt in the MVP conversation. He was putting up those type of gaudy numbers, and then in classic AD fashion, I wish it wasn't, but in classic AD fashion, he got hurt again. Every time we get really hyped up on AD, he gets hurt. So let's just see uh, if he can stay healthy for more than one month, right? More than yeah. one month before he gets That's hurt again a, yeah. because – when he's healthy, he's one of the best big men in basketball, and there's no denying that. So hopefully he's not rushed back. Hopefully he is 100% good to go tonight, and he can just stay healthy. Because I do – the way LeBron's been playing lately, I do want to see the Lakers become competitive. I really do. Yeah. Am I am I crazy to think that Rui Hachimura coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I think it was – uh, a future ad for them as much as a right now ad because obviously he's a young talent it's fourth year in the league he can do a lot of good things he kind of improved he's improved every year since he's been in the league am i crazy to think that they might like what they see in him they obviously have lebron doing what he's doing and then they, they're kind of stuck everywhere else am i crazy to think that the los angeles lakers may consider trading anthony davis at some point to just get oh, a haul uh, that's not where it, I was. Yeah, I wasn't going there. But <laughs> that's it, not where I, I thought you were going. I just thought of that, like <laughs> literally right now. I mean, it, it depends how they're playing, right? If they are a competitive team, there's no way they're getting rid of AD. But if it's still kind of same old, same old, and they're struggling well, the- and you know losing losing games in the West, then I mean, we could see a monster package deal. But I don't think there was any thought in any of the Lakers, you know, mind any that's management, the, uh... chief, whatever that when they brought Rui in, that this was because they're planning on shipping AD. That's the really That's interesting it. thing about they had the the article came out yesterday with Rob Holinka being like, we are, we'll do, we are the Lakers. We'll do everything to win a championship basically. And it's like, okay, you said that. What does that mean though? Like that could mean that this team isn't going to win a championship right now and we're going to blow it up because that's our best chance to win a championship in three years. And when you're saying we'll do anything, does that mean right now? Or does that mean anything to win it, you know, three years from now? Like, so he kind of left it open-ended. But with Ruri, I think, I honestly think it's kind of like a, 
I think it's might be the only move they make, maybe buyout market, but it kind of feels like a thread the needle move of what you're saying, like towards the future, a guy that they could have as a building piece. But also, if you Westbrook and Rui, Rui's best year so far, Hachimura was with Westbrook on the yeah, Wizards. True. They had his he was his most effective with Westbrook. So they're probably hoping that they can get something like that. And if Davis, Davis, by the way, is returning tonight, San Antonio. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Davis I think Rui LeBron, is debut as well. Yeah, he is debuting. Those three on a front line, Russ, and (laughs) well, they can they can start figuring each other out. You know, if they get a shooter in that two guard, like whoever that shooter is, if it's Eric Gordon on a buyout, that like something like that. But even right now, like Reeves, Christie, like whoever can just if somebody can hit a shot in that two guard position, that's not a bad starting five. It's not great, but when you look at the West, they're twenty two and twenty six. They're thirteenth place. The Pelicans, who are getting healthier, but are right now in fourth place at 26 and 22. That's only a four-game difference between 13 and four. If they get hot, if AD stays healthy for that month to the All-Star break right now, and they get hot like they were before, they could be in fifth place at the All-Star break before. We're like, what the fuck? The Lakers, like, they're a lock for the playoffs now. So it's a great move, honestly. They stole him. They stole him. He yeah, they, like I don't know what the Wizards were doing to be honest. But but also too, I I think Rui. I don't want to say has been a disappointment so far for the Wizards, but it, they. I think it's Just one of those bait, situations right? where I think a change of scenery is not only going to help the Lakers adding Rui, but I think it's going to help Rui as a player too. Right, you go from the guys you're playing with on the Wizards to now playing with LeBron James. It's going to help you a lot. And Rui was someone who, when he came out, when he came out of uh, in, into the draft class out of Gonzaga, everyone was hyped about his high ceiling. Yeah. Right, super high ceiling, athletic freak, could be a defensive monster. This is a guy too, who like he had he had just the highest one of the highest potentials from that draft class. It just never really got to that, and almost kind of feels a little forgotten at this point. When you said fourth year in the league, Dunny, it's crazy because in my I'm almost like, oh, Rui's, Rui's been in here for eight years. It feels yeah. like because we haven't really seen, you know, Rui play at that type of potential that people thought. So we'll see. Maybe sometimes it just helps a change of scenery and you could see a guy really take his game to the next level. We've seen this with countless amount of players. So maybe Rui's the next one. Yeah. And the Wizards, like, they, 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 I think they're just bought into Kuzma, you know, and they have a guy like Chris Tapps, Porzingis. I just think they probably couldn't really make Rui work out for whatever reason. Or in the front court. they're blowing it up completely, and this just the first of all the moves that are coming. Could be Kuz gone, Beal gone eventually, Porzingis. I think that that's what's happening. I don't. Or they I really love just, Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> or they really love Kendrick Nunn. I think another part of our news and notes here about Bob Myers talking about leaving mm-hmm. the Warriors, which feels like that story doesn't come out unless that dude's leaving the Warriors to be like, True. Well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. And they've had a crazy run and there's some disagreement on what to do now. And I'm sure Joe Lacob's kind of tired of paying. They're playing the most money ever for a roster this year. And right now they're 24 and 23 or 24, right. 24. Um, so it could be some huge changes coming down the line there, but the Wizards are one of those teams that are eyeing that situation. So that's what made me think, oh, maybe the Wizards just want to blow it all up and put somebody in charge with a vision for the future. But Bob Myers leaving the Warriors, like what is – do you think of that? this is like the first kind of hint that the Warriors kind of – I mean, Draymond, the Draymond thing this year, I guess, was really the first bigger hint. Mm-hmm. 
But this is the, the first hint from an executive level of like big changes to the Warriors as we know them. Yeah, I think this, uh, I think you said it in the first sentence when you brought this up. It just has to do with paying these guys. And I'm not sure if like between management and coaches or coaches and ownership or management and ownership, who wants to pay what players. But I'm guessing it comes down to that core three between Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Especially, you know, the topic of conversation right now is definitely Draymond because he's a free agent after this year. I believe that's correct. And he, we've already talked about how he wants a max contract. I'm, get, I'm willing to bet that either someone in management doesn't want to pay Draymond and ownership does or vice versa. And there's a disconnect between that. And then I think it's just going to continue happening. Like what, what happens when they get to that point with Clay Thompson, who, you know, other than recently, he has been balling. I'll give him his props, but he's, we've seen a, a, a at least a little bit of a decline from Clay. And I don't think we'll get there with Steph. I mean, I'm, I'm sure anyone in that organization is going to want to pay Steph Curry, whatever he wants, but. Steph's never going to decline. I mean, yeah, Steph at his worst is better Ray Allen, like at the end yeah. of his career. So that's incredible. But keep going. But I think it will just come down to that type of thing. Like, what guys you want to pay? Maybe ownership didn't want to give Jordan Poole that huge of a deal because, I mean, that is, you know, as good as he's been, there's there is times where Jordan Poole disappears and he's out of a game completely and he's he's making oodles of money. A guy like Draymond Green who can really disappear from a game sometimes as valuable as he is when he's at his best. He does not deserve a max contract at his age and his skill skill level and how slow he moves now. So I, I would assume it has something to do with that. And like you said, Jake, I mean, they're already paying the most money in the league and they don't really have much to show for it. Yeah. Stevie, any thoughts? I think Donny kind of laid it out perfectly there. I, I just think there's a lot of guys that got to pay, and I don't think they're agreeing on who they should pay. And I also think, too, the Warriors are in that weird situation right now where it's like, okay, you have the core, you have the players to be a win-now type of team, but that's a quick couple years win-now, and then that window's closed, and you're kind of screwed for the next five, six years. Or – you can try to help yourself out for the future a little bit. And I think there's just a lot of disagreements going on right now because I'll be honest with you guys, I don't really know what the Warriors should do. I look at yeah. this team and I go, I think this roster is good enough to make another deep run again. Obviously, they have the coach. Obviously, they have the star power and they have the depth. But then I look at this team some nights and I'm like, this is a team that I think they've peaked. And it's just going to slowly Our, continue to decline, right? So when you're in the middle like that, you're just going to have a ton of different people with different opinions on everything. And sometimes it's best to just say, all right, I'm walking away. I, I, can't, I can't deal with this anymore. So, so let me give you some, uh, let me give you guys both some scenarios on why I think that, that you might be right, that it might've peaked at where we're at here. Why like more and more as the season goes on, let's look at Jonathan Kaminga. Let's put him up against, say, Desmond Bain. Who would you rather have right now? Come on, I mean, come on, Jake. Come on. Desmond Bain. Who would you rather? Would you rather have Zaire Williams? <laughs> would you rather have Zaire Williams? Mm, that one. That one's closer. I'd probably rather Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. 
these are guys who all are effective and who like the, the Warriors think of how highly of a pick Kuminga was. I didn't even bring up Wiseman because it's not even a fair conversation. Yeah, Would you rather have Steve Adams or James Wiseman? Like it's like Steve it's not Adams. even close. And think yeah. of the exactly that's that's Memphis. I could go through all these top teams. You look at them where they've spent their capital has just ended up better than the Warriors. So it's like, yeah, they could maybe they should blow it up. But are these young guys even ready to do it? And then you might just like be the worst and have no plan for the future. And you just traded and, Steph Curry, your best player for what? <laughs> well, I think, I think Curry, if, if this Warriors, you know, ship sinks, Curry is going to be the one. He's in with Los Angeles with, uh, I, with LeBron. Nah, nah, you want what if, them. It's not happening. But my what if thing Bob is Myers? What if Bob Myers goes to the Lakers? <laughs> well, I'm just say no. Nah, Curry, Curry, I think Curry's a warrior for life. I mean, we'll see. But your, I think your point too, though, Jake, is they just don't have confidence in any of these young guys. Really, outside of pool, there's really not much confidence there. There's some guys who've been playing well, like Lamb was playing well for short spurts. They like Kuminga, but Kuminga's been super inconsistent. Moses Moody kind of been disappointing so far. We we, we don't even want I don't even want to bring up James Wiseman anymore until I allow yeah. to bring him up. Because it's just a sad story right now. I think we all were wrong about him. But they just have a lot of these guys that there's just not much confidence in. So you're in a weird spot in the middle because it's not like, all right, we're just a bad team. No, you still have Steph Curry, who's playing at, you know, one of the best point guards in the NBA, playing at an MVP-type level. You still have Klay Thompson, who has been inconsistent but has improved a lot better lately and can score 30 randomly any night if he wants to. You have Draymond Green. You have Jordan Poole. You have these guys. You have Andrew Wiggins, who's a great number three guy to have. But at the same time, too, you're kind of stuck in the middle where you're like, okay, are we good enough to win it all again? Or is it just go rebuild for the future and we still got to pay all these guys? And then you're looking at your young core of what the rebuild would be. And you're like, is that really the core we want to rebuild with? It's just yeah. I think the Warriors are right in the middle right now. And it whatever which way they swing is the way they go. But sometimes it's like, all right, if we're not going to agree, I'm just going to walk away. And I think that's what. Myers is doing. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like. I mean, all the questions we're posing right now must be the reason for you yes. know him, him wanting out. There's just there's too much to decide. They don't really have much wiggle room with a lot of things and a lot of the players, and then obviously just disagreements. Like Draymond's already come out and said he's not going to be happy unless he gets a max. The Warriors shouldn't give him a max. It's not worth a max. Right are they going to be pressured to? Who knows? I think out of these contending teams that are like you know, have shown interest for Bob Myers. I think the, the Knicks fans will be clamoring for it, but then mm-hmm. fall short like every, every free agent or <laughs> thing that they clamor They for. just did like a re- – they just redid like their whole structure too and hired yeah. all the CAA guys so and I don't everything. See it's like, oh, yeah, let's just uh, – it's because the Knicks, they just got to be in on everything, I guess. I think Wizards and Suns are the teams to watch out of these. I think Clippers will Suns for put. sure. Suns for yeah, sure. The I Clippers think Suns I, are the... honestly the Clippers I think are just doing it cuz they're like, "Oh, maybe we'll get uh maybe we'll get Curry if we do that." Like that's Yeah, I don't I, I don't think Clippers are, are realistic. Yeah. I do think the Suns, especially new ownership about to take over in like a mm-hmm. month, fresh start, mm-hmm. clean the slate. You don't want anybody to do has any ties to the past organization. Just clean the whole culture that's been, you know, seems like it's rotted out there. That seems like a likely place. I'll be back to boys. Yeah. Uh, Steve, while Jake's gone or steps out for a second here, we'll talk about KD because we, we yeah. kind of bre- breezed over him. It's interesting. So 
he's he, you know he's said to be on track to return i've heard kind of conflicting reports because i'm hearing he'll be reevaluated in two weeks but i'm already i'm also hearing he's on a speedier track than i thought so he might return sooner but it's already been two weeks or just about two weeks since he's been injured and the initial timeline was four weeks so if it's been two he's reevaluated another two it feels like he's just on track i don't doesn't seem any faster um yeah. but the thing the thing that's crazy to me is well one the team we were just talking about kd said he was kind of bummed and a little pissed off that he wasn't able to play against his old team the warriors and then this is this made my mind explode kd and lebron haven't faced off against each other since 2018 and will pr- most likely miss their matchup at the end of the month here on january 30th which is crazy, right? Yeah. Because the past five like years, dozen, dozen years, one and two, LeBron KD, right? Yeah. It's like 10 years, it feels like at this point. And to not have them play in five years, it doesn't, that doesn't even, that feels fake. That feels like a fake yeah. stat. Because I feel like at this point, Donnie, that we've seen countless LeBron KD matchups. Obviously, everyone goes back to the Warriors Cavs finals. But even yep. before that, I mean, Thunder so not have him play in five years is wild. That's the that's the entire time LeBron's been in, in the Lakers, right? They haven't played yeah. since LeBron's been on the Lakers. That's mm-hmm. that's insane. That's actually that's like insanity. But with KD, I mean, I guess. No news is good news, right? So he's on track, reevaluated in two weeks is what they were expecting anyways. So I guess no news is good news. That's good for Brooklyn Nets fans because their team without KD is not very good. But right. it looks like KD is going to mess up. You don't want to watch the Kyrie show? Not really, no. Do you want to watch the Kyrie show? Because no. I don't want to watch the I Kyrie have, show. I have actively avoided watching the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> since KD went out. Like, actively avoided. Like, tonight – Great ESPN game, Philly, Brooklyn, or should be great. And I will be waiting till 8 o'clock to watch uh, Milwaukee and Denver instead because fuck that, watching that Kyrie, and Hard- Kyrie and Harden all night on national uh, TV. What are they doing to us? What are we talking about here? Ben I'll Simmons tune in for Embiid versus Claxton. I know, yeah. but like, Claxton. come on, who who cares about Ben Simmons anymore? Like, why do we would why are we even talking about him? He's he, at this point, he's literally like a seventh man on a team. I'll I'll be honest. I'm not going to defend Ben Simmons, but he's He's found his role with the Brooklyn Nets. No, don't get me wrong. He's fine. Past month or so. But we're not sitting here. We're not sitting here talking about Dorian Finney-Smith. No, no one cares. That's what I'm saying. No one cares about him anymore, (laughs) but I don't think we have to go as far as saying, oh, he's been bad. He's been been fine in his role for the Nets lately. But at this point, I, I agree with you, Jake. Like, Ben Simmons should be a guy that's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's on the Nets. That's it. And then we're done with it. Yeah, he's on the Nets. He I'd rather talk about Nick Claxton. Oh, yeah, Nick Claxton's it, a beast. It is still so weird. The, the only thing I'll say about Ben Simmons is just like watching. I saw a video of someone breaking down Ben Simmons highlights uh, in a Nets uniform, and he is just – he's still so fearful to shoot. Like he's just still – so he's afraid, afraid of, of shooting the basketball for some reason. I've never and seen it makes no like sense because he's the like the best athlete to... on the court. He's like almost every shoot. night. It ma- it really makes no sense. Um, I've yeah, seen Jake... the worst basketball players in my life in pickup go up for a layup like they think they're going to dunk, and yeah. Ben Simmons is six eleven can't, can't go up for a layup. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. It's dude. nuts. 
what we need uh, to do i feel bad need- for him because i feel like like having that lack of confidence is like i don't wish that on anybody like it must well, be no. hell every day we but gotta like, hypnotize Ben Simmons. Get him in a room. Give him the VR. He need, give him, you know? give him the VR. Hypnotize him and watch him have him play as himself in two K. Because that guy's a cheat code. He's one yeah, of the most broken players in two K. Get Ben Simmons to be like, oh, that's what I could be. And then he's done. He's unhypnotized, and that next thing you know, he's back to I what would, people thought Ben Simmons. I want to. I want a title with uh, with Ben Simmons after he was a rookie, like three years in with the Toronto Raptors, and I'll never forget that season. So that's why. That's honestly why I love Ben or loved Ben Simmons, but I can't do it anymore. I think he needs to get in. I like where your head's at, Steve. I think he needs to get in with our boy Aaron Rodgers and just go on one of those nice trips in the summer. Yeah, and just and find himself, find, find himself deep, again, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back and like all of a sudden. Just logo threes every game. Yeah. And you're just like, he just what has happened? a strap after the eye. And Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers just sitting courtside. He retires, and that's what he becomes is just uh, Ben Simmons' life coach. And he just. Now that, now that's a 30 <laughs> for th- Sign me up for that 30 for yeah, 30. That is ben a... Simmons develops a three. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be the biggest. Just it would that be the pairing of athletes ever. is crazy. That I is a clashing so pair bad, of man. athletes. So <laughs> could not be more opposite. Um, and once again, oh, right, we just yeah. broke our own rule about talking about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I know. I wasn't even going to say his name the rest of the year. God. But yeah, we, you know, we we got very sidetracked there. But what we're talking about is Kevin Durant. Hopefully, he's back soon. Um, I really hope it's not extended and he he's able to play in the All Star Weekend because that's yeah. going to be great. Um, but we'll see with KD. Obviously, Nets fans hoping he's back ASAP. It would have been awesome if he was in the game tonight. You had the whole. Kyrie, KD, and Harden drama. Um, throwing Bead Simmons into the into the mix. It would have been awesome. Still probably be a decent game. Um, last bit of news here. The little WNBA talk to, uh, to end the news and notes. This was this was nuts to me, boys. Brittany Griner plans to play next season, but could have to fly separately from her teammates and coaches because of security reasons. So Brittany Griner next season might She's, she plans to play, but she might have her own solo flights uh, for security reasons, obviously, with the whole thing being a, a prisoner in Russia and everything that transpired this summer and fall. Um, so, yeah, that's that that headline when I saw that was just absolutely bonkers because, um, you know, not to not to get too deep into it, but it is kind of, you know, one of the biggest issues about the WNBA is their funding. And that's, you know, things that the the players clamor about all the time is that they you know they want to have better travel and this and that so that for them to have to spend more money to put Brittany Griner on separate flights it just seems like controversy waiting to happen um so yeah i mean that's that is i mean wow. definitely the most unique WNBA story probably that's ever surfaced and like we've obviously never seen this with any professional athlete before having to yeah. travel separately right. And out of it, Brianna Stewart's the biggest free agent in the in WNBA right now. She's getting courted by Seattle, Minnesota, New York, and um, there's somebody else in there. But anyways, um, the big one of the biggest things she's asking for now is through her NILs and everything that she can she can you know make money from and everything. She's like, I want charter travel for myself, and in in that charter travel for myself, actually be able to bring all my teammates with me and stuff too, and 
all these stars are going to try to negotiate or leverage as much as they can out of these organizations, especially when you're talking about a New York Liberty uh, organization who is whatever WNBA says, all these owners say about how much money they want to spend everything. Joe Sy owns the New York Liberty, like one of the richest men on the planet Earth owns the Nets. Like he has no reason to not kind of offer those types of things. And it's a, it was a horrible situation that Brittany Griner went through. But if this little thing is like the silver lining, it breeds out better the the conditions that they should have been playing in and working in to begin with then like by all means like good on brianna stewart for seeing the opportunity and kind of being about it but what a crazy like what a crazy layer to their free agency because like what like what kind of fucking league are you worrying about that in free agency and it really could change like the liberty might not be the perfect place for her as um but it could just be a situation where, like, they're just going to give me what I want. Like, I kind of got to do it, right? Well, it, it's kind of the perfect storm, too, right? You have Brianna Stewart, who, in my opinion, is the best, most talented player in the WNBA. I, know I mean, she, this is like – Last year, but Brianna Stewart, I think, is the most talented player. She has a chance, basically, to become the face of the league and to have – you know, push for something like this. I was going to say, I think this is their biggest, else. like – this is the biggest WNBA free agent like race I think it, that yes. they've had before. I think yes. Candace Parker was close a couple years ago. The Mystics are the other team involved in that too. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So to, you know that wouldn't be a bad pairing there either. But um, but if it feels like it's like she is the biggest superstar to be on the market like this and realize Without that. So keep going. Well, without question, and that's the thing. Not only is she a star in the league, she's a star outside of the league too. She's one of the most popular, you know, players outside of the league with all these other brand deals and everything else she's doing. So not only does she have a chance to kind of change up the league if she goes to New York with Sabrina Inescu and John Quill Jones, I think they become the favorites or at least top two. Not only does she have a chance to do that, she has a chance to kind of push her agenda on all things too, where if she can get that charter flight if she can do these things her in new york is honestly the best thing that the wnba could ask for perfect fit to at least you know help the wnba with all of with everything here i think three there would be a perfect fit not just for playing the playing whatever for the games and just the branding the sport 100 percent. and think of like barclays selling out to go see those games because they've done it in last year they were selling out playoff game even get regular season games and everything if stewie signs there it's Every night that whatever game is happening at exactly. the Liberty for the Liberty will be a sellout every night. And to have that exposure to show one of those games again in these big like she has a real opportunity here, and it just makes the race very interesting because the, the other thing is she wants to play with Courtney Vandersloot, who's also a free agent, maybe leaving Chicago, might stay there, depending on how Stewart's situation goes. But that's I don't think you know that they that seems like they can't all go together in New York and it seems like New York is kind of like just It'd looming there. It's really thing. interesting. It'd be a weird well, who was ha- I? I don't want to say. Different. I never want to say who. There's only one ball, but there's only one ball. <laughs> Those are three yeah, people but, that but you all want true. to handle the ball the whole time. I think the play style of Sabrina, Bree, and John Quell would work perfectly. I don't know if Vandersloot would fit in there. Vandersloot needs the ball the whole three. time. Like, she is like the yes, – she is agreed. a – I want to be doing everything offensively, and I don't know if you want to do that when you have right. Brianna Stewart and Sabrina Ionescu. 
Right. <laughs> like so. Well, that's that's yeah, what I'm saying. Weird. I don't think Vandersloot. If, if Bree went to New York, which I think would be the perfect fit for, her, if she did, I don't think Vandersloot goes there. But if she wants, and to it's better for the league. Then it could be somewhere else. Better for the league if Vandersloot stays in Chicago, and you get a Chicago, New York, and LA who's making big moves right now, and those are your three huge teams coming into the year. Like, you really can't ask for much more than that. Well, you know, you also got to give the, the Aces credit because they're they got an all-star lineup. They got an all-star lineup. I, just, I, just, I, I don't want to. I wanted to fire you up. You heard when I said if three went to New York, they might be the favorites because don't, don't shoot out the Aces right now. Don't don't shoot out. I know the Aces. they're gonna be they're gonna be right. Vegas. Hey, Vegas, Vegas. They would they wouldn't be mad about Vegas being one yeah, of those markets. The Aces either. and Kelsey Plum defending champs for us. Oh, Steve, Steve knows we have to give them I'll their let, due. I'll, I'll let I'll let you know every time who the defending yeah. champs is, Tony. Don't you worry. So that was that was our little WNBA news corner. So keep an eye out where Brianna Stewart ends up. Keep an eye out on this crazy Brittany Griner situation. Very unique to all sports, not just the WNBA. Um, and we'll see. Maybe maybe this will be players not clamoring about wanting the same money as someone else in their sport, but apparently wanting the same accommodations of flying in their sport, which is a super interesting story. Um, if we hear any updates, we'll keep you guys updated about it. But keep an eye on that for the WNBA. Um, and boys, segueing here a little bit, but All-Star Weekend is right around the corner in the NBA. Just a couple weeks away here. And the NBA dropped some news last night that I really, really, really like this. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. All-Star oh, teams I, will I be selected. It shortly before the game so there won't be anything like on a broadcast where they have a big board they can you know think out their picks they can talk about strategy with their team before the game starts that's another big thing no they will be selected very shortly before the game starts uh the nba has gone recess mode on us both captains standing there with everyone lined up and they will be drafting one by one we're talking gym class basketball here. Yeah. We're talking gym <laughs> class basketball. Everybody line up and pick. And you know what the best part about this? The difference between this and, you know, when we were in elementary school growing up gym class basketball, no one's feelings are going to get hurt. You get picked yeah. last in the NBA All-Star draft, you're an NBA All-Star. What are, <laughs> you know, are they going to make a couple jokes? No one's going to say anything. So I, I think this is amazing. I, I think it's great. I think it'll be fun, too. And I also think, too, the way they do it, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but I think you'll get genuine, you know, reactions for all the players. They'll all be there in person. Yeah. They'll all be there being able to react, you know, joke oh. with one another. I think it's a great idea. Why not? Because so Foster Weekend is supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed yeah. to be fun at the end of that. I think it's a great idea. I so wish this would have happened when they were drafting Rudy Gobert last. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh my god, they could have oh, laughed at the points. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just got well, a look luckily, in the face and be like, "Sorry." Rudy. Luckily, he'll probably never be an all-star again. So no. No. He, he won't have no. to go through that. No, no but That's it is like I am very interested because, like, I know the coaches like. There's minimal coaching in the all-star game, but when they have, you know, weeks to like plan out rotations, at least like there's like yeah. a, some sign of rotation that they have going on. They know who's going to be playing at the end. Everything. If they have no idea, it's the coaches are going to do shit. Like what are the coaches going to do? They can't, they're not going to try to set a rotation in like, no, in a, in an hour. The Let players play. are just going to, they're it's just going to figure it out themselves. Exactly. Yeah, it's just gonna. It's gonna, that's what I mean. It's gonna be way more of just like player-driven free basketball, and I'm very interested to see what that looks like 
like yeah i think i mean and this may be a stretch i don't think it's going to change it all that much but like we may have a more motivated more competitive game this way maybe a little more defense this year because you don't like you're not going into it that day knowing who's on your squad it's not going to be steph being like oh i'm throwing lots to Giannis all game like those two might still end up on the same team but you're not going to know until right before and that just might make a little more competitive aspects especially if you are drafting right in front of one another the the thing i don't know why i just thought of this but this may be a stupid question like what are they going to do with jerseys are they just going to make a jersey for oh, they're probably, they got each right player, there, both yeah, teams. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll be they'll be okay. You know what yeah, would be the better thing? My, my dream, my the dream is, is them to go back to just the <laughs> home and away jerseys. I wish all sports just did. Oh, yeah. I did. It would be oh, so it's the best. Oh, like of their team? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's – I don't know why they don't the do move. that. Why it's don't so you bad. do that? It looks so cool. I don't understand. Yeah, it looks great. And then every year we have, you know, there's always a group of people or someone disappointed in the way the jerseys look. It's like, it's a, this is a simple fix. Everyone wear their lights or their darks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it, it looks so much better that way. If you want to have, you know, your own all-star jerseys and you want to have like that that the players wear. People will still start, buy fine. But when they play the game, I think it's so much cooler when they wear those jerseys. Because talk about like maybe the, the – not even the comic fan, but not even the casual fan. Just someone who doesn't really know is just kind of watching it. They're like, oh, that guy's on that team. That's cool. And I watch him. Oh, that's cool. Like I, I don't know. I And I think it looks cooler too, especially – and let, let's say – I'm going to be nice to Dunny here. Let's say we got Tatum and Brown on the court at the same time. It's like, oh, we got two Celtics. There's two Celtics who are all stars right now, the five or something. You That's know, probably something why like they that. stopped doing it. it. There were like six Lakers more. on the court, and they're like, <laughs> we, can't just, we can't just have five. We can't have a whole Lakers starting line. It's like a Lakers scrimmage right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't come here to pay for that. What are we talking about? The Atlanta Hawks a couple years ago, remember they were like their whole starting yeah. four in LeBron. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's four Hawks and LeBron. Yeah, that was like the, the Celtics in 08. They had Ray, KG, and Pierce. Yeah, Pistons exactly. were like that. Pistons were like that for a few years in the early 2000s. Yeah, man. It's I. You know, I hope there's. I honestly hope there's a little drama. A little. They haven't released All Star jerseys, have they? Do I, have they? No, I don't I, think so. I'm not caught up on that. Unless it's just like how it's been the last couple of years, and they're so bad that I already forget. That's definitely possible. Um, I don't think so, though. No, I don't think they have. But I do hope there's some. Oh no, they leaked, and they are terrible. They are. Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured. (laughs) They are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get them up here, but yeah, throw them up. No, it's worse. It's even worse. I I love the idea. It is. I kind of hope they still have that similar like drafting style though, where like LeBron and KD are putting clipboards in front of their face and they're they're making they're making moves in front of everyone. Wow, those are very That's... bad. That's nice only one jersey. Though. What do the other ones look like? That's the other one. Though. Oh, the blue one's a lot better, I think. Blue's not, blue's okay, but that still looks like that's something I, I pick up at a Target. Man. Yeah, for like eleven dollars, like yeah, that's like, like, yeah, it's like just a no generic, like, just, just like basketball on the front. <laughs> this though, this is an atrocity. Yeah. So this is oh, this game's in this game's in uh, Utah, right? 
they trying to play into the colors or something? That's well, that's what this must be, but that's no wonder it's bad. It's in Utah, nothing good. Yeah, that place, who knows? The mountains, um, so yeah, no, mountains, you would be, you would thrive at least there, but Utah, I walked out, I don't know, just weird, weird place, guys. That's all I have to say. (laughs) anything <laughs> controversial on here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, All Star All Star Weekend should be awesome. Game, I think this is this is good for the league. This is good for the All Star Game. I hope it adds a little more animosity in the game. And the NBA has not been um, short of that lately because it seems like everyone's been beefing. It seems like players have been beefing at an alarming rate. Um, Pat Bev and Dame were going at it the other night on the court, and then Dame took to Twitter calling Pat Bev. Oh, I forget the guy in the he called Pat Bev some movie oh. character who was basically and from like above the rim. I know I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there's like some like crackhead, like homeless character in, <laughs> in this movie. Uh, and Pat and Dame called Pat Bev that dude because Pat Bev kind of went at it with the reporter a little bit. He basically was saying that he did a good job on Dame, but wouldn't actually say those words. So Pat Bev was like, yeah, I mean, you said I'm a plus 27 and you said Dame had a poor shooting night. Why not just say I did a good job on Dame? He's like, that sounds a lot better, doesn't it? And then Dame quote tweeted that video and that's when he took his shots at him. Spencer Dimwitty and Kuzma uh, last night went at it because the Wizards beat the Mavs and Spencer Dimwitty had something to say about the, you know, the, Wizards winning the game. He was like, well, what if you watch that game too, it was full of technical fouls. It was full of guys arguing. And it's just yeah. like, these guys take it from the court to online. It's like, what are we doing? We're ch- with your children right now. Keep it yeah. on the court. And he was like, it wasn't like the Wizards weren't even playing winning basketball. And Kuzma goes, well, the Mavericks aren't playing winning basketball over there. Like, which I think both, both shots were kind of fair, but yeah. unnecessary. And then of course we had the, you know, the, the blowups of all blowups, the 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 scr- uh, scrums of all scrums last week with uh, Shannon Sharp was involved, LeBron James, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, LeBron basically is shit talking the whole Grizzlies team. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. T. Morant is going to be on Undisputed on Friday. It, that that thing was like, really. Oh no, I'm not. I don't know for sure. That oh, is my belief that about. Real. That's my belief about this thing because it all feels like a, I've watched so much wrestling in my life, guys. You know this. That was that was WWE shit. If I've ever seen it, I would not oh, be yeah. surprised if Shannon set that all up and he's gonna beef with T. And you could see it. Like, think of how much that's gonna get shared out on yeah, Friday if that were to true. happen. And, you, and fri- just, I say Friday because Friday is like the biggest day. Like everybody's yeah. always on their phones more Friday. Just that's when all the big stuff usually drops from the big TV shows and everything. I'm just waiting. I don't think we've heard everything from Shannon yet. I feel no. like Shannon and T are uh, are going to have a conversation. No, and then and then I mean I think you were going to talk about Tony, but LeBron getting Shannon's back too, right? Yeah. So like Dylan Brooks, first off. You're gonna take a shot at Shannon Sharp, and it's like I feel like Dylan Brooks doesn't even know Shannon Sharp was like one of the greatest NFL tight ends in history. Yeah. Just the, the comments he, he was making, <laughs> like I think he just honestly thought he was just like a sports show like host or whatnot personality. It's like, dude, it's it's Shannon Sharp. Like, what are we doing here? And then you see 
LeBron obviously get Shannon Sharp's back, which made sense because Shannon Sharp lost. How could he LeBron. not? He's one of the like, LeBron mafia, LeBron. clearly. He's, he is. He is Steve, one of the you know, biggest Steve, LeBron you know. stands there is. Steve, you know about the LeBron mafia at this point, right? Like the media uh-huh. mafia. Oh yeah. Like like Shannon is Shannon is agent. He's number one top agent right He's now. One He's one of the 007. He's oh, 007. <laughs> Nick Menemin is Nick Menemin is like Littlefinger. Like that's what I would <laughs> compare him to. But Shannon, Shannon's like Shannon's the guy. Shannon, Shannon's the hand here. He's yeah. he's doing all the Lord's work, and that's why he's directed straight against Skip. But yeah, it just like it's so funny. Like these guys when they get into the media afterwards after these things, like it never fails. Like they're just they get so ridiculous. Like Dylan, he called him a blogger, bro. He called him brother, a pedestrian or whatnot. Or like it's like, dude, it's Shannon Sharp. I get like he's on like I, I get he's on undisputed right now. I understand that like all you do is you see him on TV, but we're talking about one of the most athletic and dominant tight ends in NFL history. Like you you can't, you can't just say those things and expect Shannon to shake it off. And this comes about two weeks after when Shannon was insulting or Skip was insulting, like Shannon's playing or whatnot, or comparing him saying he wasn't as good as Brady or whatnot. And Shannon got like personally offended by that. So with Dylan Brooks, like that is like, that's not the place to take a shot at Shannon and just, just call him. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? That's not the guy to go after. It's like, who, like well, who the hell are you at this point, dude? It's Dylan Brooks. Like, it's not Jaw saying this shit. Like, it, it's just so crazy. Um, Dylan Brooks yeah. is unafraid. He is unafraid of anybody. He's, unaf- he's unafraid. And it, it, or he's just dumb. Like, One of the two. I, I think it's a combination of those, man. I think, <laughs> I think LeBron, honestly, like, and you got to respect LeBron because he – doesn't do what they do really like obviously he has to talk to the media and you know some of lebron's comments are going to get out there because he gets talked to by the media more more than anyone but you know he he keeps it he keeps it kind of pg doesn't really try to take shots after Mm -hmm. the game but he told them during all of it he's like you guys haven't done enough to be talking this way to me and like that's just the matter of the fact that's the grizzlies uh draymond and clay thompson kind of say the same thing about the grizzlies so it might be that the grizzlies are just getting a little too big for their britches um but with that said let's let's get into the Wemby rankings here real quick the power rankings we have this week are who Ta-da. will land victor Wembenyana, um, or at least in our opinion who has the best chance who is in the talks um for those watching on youtube or twitter you can see but if you are just listening, we have the San Antonio Spurs at number one, 14th in the Western Conference. The Detroit Pistons, who are dead last in the East. Uh, the Houston Rockets, who are dead last in the West and last overall in the entire league. Charlotte Hornets, 14th in the East. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 11th in the West. But let's not forget that um, surplus of draft picks that I still have. Going forward, honorable mentions are Toronto and Orlando. So I'm, I'm assuming Toronto's there as honorable mention. And oh, if they blow buddy. it up, right? Oh, yeah. If, if, if Toronto, Toronto Toronto's an honorable mention because they're my personal number one because I'm oh, ready for my. them to blow it up. Masai has been watching Victor Wembignana tape like 
that's like we, we go to bed we watch netflix or whatever and Masai just goes to bed and he just clicks on one and he's like oh my gosh this is everything i've ever wanted in my life so yeah toronto's my number one but i the rest of the top five i'm complete step in line with we talked about a little bit last week with the spurs just the most boring and one of the worst basketball teams we've ever seen i think assembled and it's kind of crazy to see that as a spurs team but they just feel like they're just gonna lose a lot in the next couple weeks yeah i for me these teams it just kind of came down to like pistons rockets pistons rockets hornets for me are there because of their records like they Mm -hmm. just could get they could just be the one that gets the ping pong ball spurs obviously there for the record too but like I mean, we, we talked about it when the, the whole Victor news came on the scene. Like, we talked about Pop being a Sith Lord. We talked about how mm-hmm. Pop loves, you know, these these unicorns of guys or international players in general. And he just has to have his hands on them. And Pop's had, you know, just to, to put it straight up, like, Pop's had shit teams pretty yeah. much since, since his, you know, golden era washed away. And, you know, what better way to rejuvenate Pop and the San Antonio Spurs of getting a, an alien type player like Victor Wembanyama? So I like them there. And I just I can't help but think that the Thunder might just look at what they have and SGA and Chet coming back, move some other pieces around and just trade their bulk of picks. It's like when else when else to use all those like you're not going right. to just continuously draft with all those picks that you have, I think they no, have four. And they also, you don't they have roster spots. If you want, yeah, to do they have their own. They have their own this year. And the Clippers this year, they have the and Clippers have next year, next their year. own Houston's next year and Utah's next year. Yeah. I think yeah. that Houston next year yeah. is like the most valuable. One of the most valuable chips in the league. Houston's going to be And then in 2025, most likely. 2025, they have three firsts, three seconds. <laughs> and then in 2026, they have three firsts. Yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely see a crazy package. What and if they could they could just send, like, eight first-round picks? Wouldn't you take eight first-round picks for number no, one? No, no. I have Nine, I have, ten? Yeah, yeah I, would, I, think, I would. I think that's a little crazy, but I think I don't think they'd offer that. Well, Rudy, Gobert, take Rudy Gobert went for four, let's not forget. No, <laughs> yes, how much good, so when Vigana when get 25 <laughs> that yeah. But um oh. my thing is and this is this is I don't think they would ever do this. But do you think they would ever include chat in any type of package if, if you're the Thunder if they had to get to that level? I would you think wouldn't chat you? is a piece wouldn't you? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like I like Chet a lot. If you could get Chet a couple things in, I could see the Thunder pulling that trigger. I feel like every team. I, I feel like every team know. dealing with the Thunder is gonna ask for Chet too, though. Like they're gonna make it difficult. I'd be like, we're not letting you get Chet and that guy. Like, Chet or Josh Giddy, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, exactly. they, I think as the way they get rid of Giddy, right? I would trade Chet. I would trade Chet. And I would trade. I would. That really has nothing to do Chet with before Giddy. I would that has nothing to do Giddy, with the injury. But that has nothing to do with the injury. Wem- <laughs> yeah. But if it's between Wemba Yana and Chet, it's not an like I love Chet, but it's not a competition from what we've seen so far, at least. All right. Before before we wrap up, no, who that's fair. on this list of five and the honorable mention teams, who who do you guys like just want to see him get traded? Kevin Porter to? Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. 
Victor Wembanyama, Alfred yeah. Sengun. That's all I want to see. That's all Anybody. I want to see. Yeah, and I don't even care if they win twenty games the next year. It's, it would be the greatest league pass team in NBA history. I just want to see that that offense because they would score probably one thirty and give up one thirty five. And I just want to see that for a year. And then mm. they can figure out everything else. Maybe trade some guys, get some pieces that fit better. But give me that starting five. That's all. That's, I, that's all I got. My number one pick is Orlando. But it's better okay, be fair. anybody but the Pistons because if I have to deal with Victor Wembanyama and Giannis Antetokounmpo for the next 20 years, it's like that between Evan Mobley and those two and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, my life is literal hell. Pistons so please, are in a good spot anybody too. but They're the in a Pistons. Good spot to get They're in a great spot. out for the year great and then Cade spot. comes back next year. If they have Cade, Jaden, Ivy, and the worst part is I love all I, – I don't really know a lot about Wembenyana, but I love Cade and love Ivy mm-hmm. and hate the Pistons. Yes. It's already the worst part. If they get Wembenyana, guys, I don't know. I just don't know. All right, my pick would be the Spurs and just put it real quick – I just I don't want to see him fall into a perfect situation. I don't want to see him fall into the Thunder where he already has Giddy and SGA. I don't want to see him go to the Rockets where he already has extreme um, guard play and uh, you know some other good pieces around him. I want to see him go to the Spurs with Pop and kind of have his own like LeBron era. I want to see him be on a bad team and see how good Victor Wembanyama actually is. I want to see him have his own team right from the jump, and I want to put you know, this best prospect ever to the test. I would like to see him in San Antonio alone and see how he fares. But with that said, we are signing off as Happy Hour Hoops. Go follow us at Happy Hour Hoops 1 on all social. Subscribe to the YouTube. We go live there if you're not watching us or listening to us there. Um, Follow Trainwreck Sports. Follow all three of us. Have a good night, everyone, and enjoy some NBA tonight. See you guys.